0: hello everybody hello lately
1: we've received letters asking about what people in this country know and think about the various riddles scientists are working on well for instance the Bermuda Triangle well, for instance unidentified flying, flying, flying objects, objects unidentified
2: unidentified various lake, lake monsters, monsters and last, and but, not least, monsters, and and last but, but not least the so-called the abominable snowman so-called the abominable snowman. snowman. just by way yeah. of explanation abominable this, snowman. this so-called explanation. snowman This Uh, so-called Sasquatch in Canada, Canada,
1: since that's what the local Indians first named the beams they claim to have come across for centuries. Well, Well, for for instance, the the Bermuda Triangle. I
0: know what I experienced. Unidentified flying objects. And there was this light flashing, uh, a white fluorescent light pulsating in the sky, and that's what this looks like, and it's pulsating. And it's just kind of (laughs) freaky, you know. It's... Yeah, it's not lightning in just a single area like a strobe light would do. Uh-huh. It's doing it to the whole horizon. Asking about
1: what people in this stone. country Asking know and think about the various
2: riddle you know, scientists Don't are working on. Know, I mean, we'll no not not do. Hey everybody, welcome back for our first episode of 2017. Vacation is over. Woohoo. What's it been? Has it been three weeks? Four Damn near. Weeks? Well, I put the, uh, I put the found audio show out with the one that it's been at least yeah. two weeks since we've recorded. It's probably been, yep. well, it's been three weeks since we've recorded. It's probably been about two weeks since I put any kind of new episode out there. And then, um, well, I'll talk about it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have to, um, it's no secret. Well, maybe it is some of the people I was thinking about bringing this all the, bringing this whole charade to an end here. Cause I was just getting kind of burned out about putting the show together and, uh, Lo and behold, our schedule filled up like almost immediately as soon as the new year broke. we Our our weekends just booked up with good, solid shows. And of course, because of the curse of the show, I'm not going to say what they are because we may lose them. I don't think we're going to, but it got to a point where we were just starting to eat our own tail and cover a lot of the same topics over and over again, and I was getting burned out on it. And because i we just went through this whole process of getting the show moved over to a new server and all of this stuff because we've been going at this for 5 years. I was like, well, we just spent all this money and went through this nightmare of getting everything switched over and we're we're in the process of rebuilding the audience and putting stuff out there again. I was like, let's let me give it a little bit longer. And then all of a sudden the the responses started coming back in from people that wanted to be on the show. So, that's what's been kind of going on behind the scenes. So, this week We have Liz Sauron, she has a podcast and a blog called Ghosts and the Burbs, and there will be a link to it on our show page at projectarchivist.com. And she has a fictional storytelling ghost-related podcast where she's a storyteller for the most part, and she based on some of her stories on, on real experiences. I'm not sure. You know what? I never quite understood how much of what she said she based on real experiences for the most part but she's branching off into doing another show, which I'll let her talk about on the show. And she's a really sweet girl, and she lives very close to you, apparently?
1: Yeah, she's uh, an hour and 45 minutes.
2: Really? Yep. She was another person that was like, you guys don't live in the same state. I'm like, no, we live very far from one another. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is weird, because Mike Baudet from which we bring him up in here too, Mike from Sword and Scale was talking about coming up to Detroit and doing a meetup up here. And I'm like, you do know that me and Lobo don't live close together, right? And he's like, really? And I said, yeah, Lobo lives like 10 hours away from me. He lives in Connecticut. I live just south of Detroit. And I'm like, I'm not sure how many people, you know, I'm like, Lobo won't be coming to this. So you might want to do it out closer to him or what have you. He's like, oh, well, would he come up? I'm like, probably not. He's busy. (laughs) Mm. So I'm like, if you do it all by him, I can come out to where you guys are at. We can do something out there or what have you, but you know, he, he thought he thought you lived up here by me, and I'm like, no, no, we don't we don't live near each other at all. We live a good you know days drive away from one another. Yep. So, um, but anyhow, uh, yeah, Liz <laughs> comes on here to talk about her show and some ideas that she has in the works, and she's a really sweet girl. She is. Uh, she's somebody that I found through Twitter. We've been tweeting back and forth. We were we started like last summer, and I was like, well, I'll get you on here. I'll get you on here, and then we just got busy, and we never we've never. Things didn't sync up properly. So, with your year and having the time off and me being able to crunch more behind the scenes and really shave down and get more, uh, get better guests on here, which is another thing that we were just talking about off the air. I'm not going to go into full detail about it, but there's some things on the show that we're going to change a little bit. Not for the bad. Um, we really want to clamp down and try concentrating on the content of where we came from and try delivering better quality shows. Some of the complete asinine stupidity is going to go away. We're still going to be jackasses, but mm-hmm. there's just some stuff that we're not going to do anymore because after we've recorded certain things, we've had buyers remorse, and it's like, why did we do that? We've had remorse. <laughs>
1: well, you know what? So uh, we'll what's go with name later. of the song. There's a Metallica song called uh, "Disposable Heroes." Listen to that, and you'll understand
2: what's going on. So. Let's just jump into the show, and we'll babble some more when we get done with this. And uh, we'll see you guys at the other side. Yay, wee! All right, so with us tonight, we have Liz Sauer. I keep wanting to say Sawyer, and I don't know why I'm doing that, but we have Liz Sauer with us, and you run the website and the podcast, Ghost in the Burbs. So um, I've been following you on Twitter for a while. We've been bouncing back and forth with ideas and things, and I finally said, all right, let's just get you on here and see if we can make this thing work. Um, With some Skype craziness, we managed to pull it (laughs) off. So tell me about Liz Sawyer, and tell me about Ghost in the Burbs.
0: Yes, hi, thanks, guys. I'm excited to talk to you tonight, and I live in Wellesley, Massachusetts. I'm oh. a our yeah, I'm so I'm oh, awesome. really
1: close by then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! All right, <laughs> I'm right. Pretty close, just a couple hours. That's it. So I'm a formal, former high school librarian and then I started writing a blog back in March and I get called Ghosts in the Burbs and I started a podcast of the same name and it is full of ghost stories that are set in Wellesley, Massachusetts and my idea for the blog was that um, I wanted to write something that I wanted to read and that's just spooky ghost stories, no gore just classic haunted house stuff, Um, and the things that really influenced me were, you know, um, I think my favorite horror movie is The Exorcist, like so many people. I think anything mixed with uh, religion is pretty spooky and the devil, and also I loved how subtle the scares were in that movie. Um, how kind of like in the beginning, nothing's really happening, but you're so spooked just by some bumps and some creepy noises. Um, and then also the other movie that really freaked me out because I saw it, uh, opening weekend right after I'd watched the, um, document, the folk, the fake documentary about it was the Blair, uh, the Blair Witch Project because, we didn't know if it was real or not. And I remember my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, dropped me off, and I started crying getting out of the car because I was so terrified. <laughs> I didn't want to walk in through, like, up my driveway past Woods. So That, that movie made uh, me so
2: nauseous. Oh, yeah, God. Oh,
0: we got you. Yeah, I got lucky. It didn't get me. It just scared me. To
2: oh, death. I had to get up and actually like, go, go sit outside the theater because I had such motion sickness that it took all I had what? not to hurl. And it even oh, made it even worse because people around me were throwing up, and it was just like, I'm already okay. sick, and people around me are doing it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> that yeah, memory just popped that, in my that, head. that
0: got so many people, and I feel like there's been so many movies like that since that you you can't watch. <laughs> you know that you're out. You can't watch them. Um, so those things just really influenced my blog. And then the other thing is that I also find, like, as an adult in a weird way is that scary stuff that just happens every day. You know, you don't know what's gonna happen next with the kids. You don't know what's gonna happen with the house. All the kind of things that I term like our suburban issues because I moved out, I, I lived in the city for about 13 years in Boston. And moving out to the suburbs, was like it's like speaking a different language. It feels like it's like all these things you just don't know about. And our first week in our house, it was like, where's the property manager? Who do we call when something breaks? It's like all on you to figure out because we had just lived in apartments. So, it's the blog is a mix of all that stuff. So um, I just like it. I like being scared.
2: So basically, you write fictional. You write fictional ghost horror though for the most part, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. and do you base this stuff off of real stuff As because it says in your blog or in, or like in your episode and on your page it says you put a notice up and or was that just part of the story or have people actually contacted you since you started doing this and saying hey this is what happened to me
0: yeah no people have contacted me in town um, nobody really wants their stories out but um, that's not how it helped. always is <laughs>
2: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> But some good stories and really it all kind of boils down to that same sort of stuff like we heard a noise something moved doors closed it's all that sort of classic stuff that I feel like we've been hearing forever if you've been interested in this stuff and um the whole point was I made up the whole thing about posting a library flyer all that is made up that's all part of the story Mm -hmm. but people have you know, mostly in town because I try to promote it here have found it and people in town and elsewhere. I get emails all the time. I also get emails sometimes um, where people are saying like, I put you on a prayer list, you know, stay strong in your faith, like thinking that these things are really actually happening, which I love. I'm hoping that this is coming because it's all part of the whole thing is I'm hoping that it's coming across as real.
2: So what do you do doing... when?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's fun. Those are like the best compliment ever. <laughs> you
2: know. Yeah, but you wanna go, You know, this isn't real, right? You know, this is all like this no, is no, just leave it, leave it ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, really. I yes, know, pray exactly. for me, please. <laughs> but you know, what do you do when people contact you? Do you do you know? Do you tell them? You know, uh, do they ask you for advice or? You know what usually happens with that, and how crazy are the stories that people contact you with?
0: What's that? And how crazy? Yeah. Well, there was one girl. I don't want to go like too much. into. Oh, no, detail, no,
2: no. Change whatever you have to change.
0: About Her um, Ouija board experience. And it was kind of a long experience where she had been getting into it been playing with it by herself. And then her aunt died. And this all came out over a couple of back and forth emails. My first email back to people was always like, oh, thanks so much for reading. And thank you for your kind email. And enjoy, because I don't want to ruin it, (laughs) you know, and I don't want to be like, because it's more fun to think it's real, and so after a couple emails with this girl, I finally emailed back and just said, look, this is all, you know, everything is made up, I think that Ouija boards are dangerous just for the fact that you could play with one and think that it possibly had anything to do with your aunt's death, because you played with a Ouija board, like that is mentally dangerous for anyone to think that. It's terrifying. Um, It's horrible. And like it's given she had guilt about it. So, yes, sometimes people email with really creepy stuff. Um, I had a Halloween party and um, we had one at the house and I just invited a bunch of people from the neighborhood and said, you know, we've invited our friends and then said, you know, or bring anybody if you know anybody fun, just bring them along. So this girl that I met at my party said, oh my God, you write that blog. And she said they had been talking about it at the um, playground and everybody swore that it was real. And she called her husband to come home early because she got so freaked out. So that kind of stuff is awesome. I felt like that was great.
1: But that would be a huge compliment. Are you kidding me? Yes.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. Because I think what I do the real part of it is I incorporate a lot of our lives of my life and you know with my kids and my husband and my friends. So I think that's what makes it feel like it's real. I'm
2: going to take a guess and say you got into all this through reality ghost hunting television, didn't you?
0: <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. That was that's another thing that I feel like is so I just I love I love it. I love everything about it. I don't care if it's real. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you
2: know, a lot of it's contrived, right? Yeah. <laughs> we and know I it's a good story. It. Yeah.
0: Entertainment, you know, it's a good story. And I feel as though for the most part, the things that you believe when someone tells a ghost story, it's the stuff that is like the, you know, the books were There was a bang, footsteps. It's the stuff that, you know, it doesn't look that great on TV. So to play it up a little bit makes it more fun. You know, it scares me if I hear footsteps in my house. But if I hear you telling me that, it's not so, you know, grand. You I know, have, but if it happens to me, it's freaky.
2: I have always stated since we've started doing this show that I think everybody out there has a story. You know, mm. even the people that don't believe in this stuff, to some mm-hmm. extent, everybody has some kind of a story. Everybody has had something happen to them. It's just to what degree uh, mm-hmm. they put stock in it or what actually happened to them. Um, and i've had many times that's why i was asking those questions earlier i i've had a lot of times where people will walk up and um and i've said this many times before too where they'll go oh you're into that kind of stuff and i'm like well not entirely you know i we do talk about yeah. it and stuff but and then they'll kind of laugh about it and then later on i'd say about a good 80 percent of the time they'll come up and say by the way um this happened to me, you know, uh, yeah. or this happened, or this happened and it could have been this or it could have been that. But after, like, people, uh, they kind of get sheepish about it and then they'll tell you some kind of a story. And then they'll look at you like, now make sense of that and tell me what that is. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. what do you think that is, right, exactly.
2: <laughs> does, that, does that happen to you a lot? Do you, do you get that? Because people think that since you write since you write these stories and they think they're real – You know, did people call you up and talk to you and say, so what do I do now? Or who do I contact? Or what do I do? Or do you know of a ghost hunting organization that can help me or something like that?
0: No, I haven't had anyone do that at all. And again, like, um, I feel as though, you know, where I am, people that I know, I just, I really don't know anybody in real life that I can talk to about this. And people do email me, but no one's been email, like, to tell me a story, but not to um, ask for any kind of help mm-hmm. um and i wouldn't know where to you know i wouldn't know where to send them
2: oh geez and you're part of the country you live in one of the most I, hard part of right country of america I
0: trip over a ghost hunting group but yeah i would say out there <laughs> you can i
2: know
1: where to send them send them to a library
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. well that's where a lot of this stuff see a lot of this stuff it's like like in detroit we've got we we did a show a while ago about there was a house in detroit where this guy had. Uh, These weird things set up in his basement that were made out of paper mache and there was a big murder that happened in the house and he was he made these gods or something like that and it wasn't so much um and there's still rumored that the area is haunted and a lot of the stuff is the history in the background of what what led up to it being believed that it's haunted or what made it quote-unquote haunted for the most part it's the history behind it so a lot of times when people come up to me and say something i'll be like have you checked the history of the house? Do you know anything about the former owners? What's really strange is when somebody comes up and says, yeah, I live in a condo that's a year and a half old, and I'm pretty sure it's haunted. And it's like, well, a new condo with you guys living in it probably, you know, <laughs> that's kind of odd in itself unless there was something well, no, there beforehand.
1: discredit that.
2: I mean, there's
1: the ability for things to attach to items that they may have brought into the house.
2: Well, yeah, there's that too. You know, it's it's another thing. What's like, well, we bought this at a we bought this at a resale shop, or we bought this at a garage sale, or something like that. I have had a story. This is an odd one. I completely forgot about this. Somebody came to me where I used to work at, and they brought up the story about how they had bought this old electric handsaw. And then when they got this handsaw, I'm like a haunted handsaw for real. I'm trying not to grimace and laugh, but this guy no, was dude, serious. Dude, for real. Yeah, he's like no, for real. And. He's like, we'll be in the house eating or something like that, and it'll be nighttime or it'll be whenever, and this handsaw will just go off in the shed. Um, and there was one time it went off. Apparently, it caught a piece of wood or something and shot across the shed, and it just powers up and does stuff on its own. And I'm oh, like, God. that's the new one. I mean, I've never heard of a haunted handsaw before. But they had bought it from a uh, they bought it from a, a tag sale or a garage sale, yard sale, whatever you want to call them. And um, I know you guys call them <laughs> tag sales out there. We call them garage sales here over in Michigan.
1: We have uh, garage sales too. Yeah, inside we a have
2: garage. Sales. And What's yard that? Yard
1: sales. And yard sales. Yeah,
2: but I had never heard of that before. I'm like, seriously, yeah. a haunted handsaw, a haunted electric handsaw. But this thing apparently was very old. It was kind of like when you know, back when they didn't break. When the you know, when you bought something, you bought it for life. You know, one of those kind of deals. Grandpa's
1: table saw turned on twice after he died.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh god.
2: And this phone down here rings when it's. Oh not yeah, that's true. Anything. That's right. Yeah, he's got a phone in his basement that'll frequently <laughs> ring out. It's it's it's, it's hey, happened that, to it's, us a couple of times. It's hooked uh, into the wall, but in order for the
1: ringer to work, it has to have a power supply.
2: And there's no power going to it. And there's no power to it. It's just hooked oh, into the okay. wall. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then we had a. Did you
0: ever get it and said hello. <laughs>
1: yes, I
2: have. And I was, there's usually just crackling on the other end. Yeah, we, we had it happen a couple of times during the recording of the show. It's God, I can't. It's been a little while. It's been. It happened last year once, didn't it? But we were done recording when it happened. Uh,
1: it it rang.
2: Who do we have on when it rang? I don't last. remember the first time, but the last it time it happened. Scared. Yeah, Rob. but I think we were done recording when it went off, though. Yeah, Robert was here. We were talking to Robert Schneck. And you're like, the phone's ringing again, and I thought you meant yourself, and you're like, no, the phone on the wall. I'm like, oh, that phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's spooky. Why does it freak
2: you out? I mean, are, are you yourself I actually know. afraid of ghosts?
0: I think I would be. I love the feeling of being scared. And it I does. was just thinking how you said... um, you know, reasons for new things to be haunted. And one of the other one of the themes that I have running through all my stories is that um it's demons mimicking, you know, making us think it's ghosts, making us think it's this or that or aliens or whatever. So that's one of the things that scares me the most is thinking it could be like demonic, like a demonic haunt. That really would frighten me
2: there was Which a isn't cool.
0: Yes. Totally. For somebody else. For somebody else. (laughs) I
1: I like it if it's over there. (laughs) Not in my house. I mean, that's
0: the thing. I just love being scared. But then, you know, and not too many things freak me, like really scare me anymore. Um, But, you know, if I'm alone at night, home, hearing noise. so close
1: to me. This is a tempting thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no.
2: No, he's harmless. (laughs) (laughs) So oh my God. you had told me uh, via Twitter that you had had a story of your own. You had some kind of a ghost story of yourself. What, what was that?
0: Yes, I have um, two. One that I think was kind of like a hallucination from being terrified. But the other, I think, and I'll tell you that one. But the other one that I think really happened was we were in Nantucket, which is so old and apparently so haunted. And at Nantucket, for anybody who doesn't know, is an island off Cape Cod, and it's pretty small, and it's cobblestone streets, really old. Um, and we were staying at this house that had been, the basement had been renovated. We were staying with my sister-in-law and her now ex-husband, their kids, my in-laws, my husband and mine kids. And I went downstairs at night in the basement to do laundry, and you have to go into this one room, and there's also a bathroom down there. And I opened the door and got my back kind of to the rest of the basement. I opened the door to go in to do the laundry and something caught my eye and I look over and there's a hand kind of reaching out to pull the bathroom door closed down there. So my thought was like, (laughs) oh, you know, that's... um, my ex brother-in-law who was kind of like a creeper and wouldn't be like hey I'm down here with you you know so he would do
2: totally (laughs) kind of a creeper (laughs) Yeah. Wow.
0: so I figured like oh it's just him being a weirdo so I do the laundry go back upstairs and I'm walking up and I turn and see him telling um, my nephew a story before bed so I went right in to where my husband and and father-in-law mother-in-law are sitting and I just said like there's a man in the basement there's somebody down there right now you go down I'll call 911 (laughs) So they went down and I'm standing at the top of the stairs because I am like the first one to be like, call 911. (laughs) Like they will come and solve everything. So I stood at the top of the stairs with a phone and they were just like, there's no one down here. And there would be no, you know, there was, it's old house. There's no um, way to get in or out in the basement. So I thought that was kind of freaky. I think that was, I don't know what he was doing going in the bathroom. Like none of it makes sense ever.
2: It seldom does. Yeah, it (laughs) seldom does.
0: I know. Um, But the other thing that happened to me when I was very young, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm 37. I'm 41. Okay, so we're (laughs) around the same age. So when – do you remember on cable they used to have like – it would be a big deal. There would be a ghost show on and it was like it would be a ghost show at 8 o'clock on some channel or it was kind of like it wasn't on all the time. I don't know. It was like a real a true ghost show and it would come on once in a while. And my sister and I would always watch and get totally freaked out. And we watched one night, and I was so terrified. And I walked into my bedroom, and the light was all the way across the bedroom. So I had to walk across to turn it on. And I heard something behind me, and I turned around. And I swear I saw this huge, big, tall woman in a white dress with her arms held up, like kind of up over my head.
2: Touchdown! my know.
0: And I kind of my sister, the next thing I knew, I was in the hallway and my sister was shaking me, saying, like, it's me, it's me. So I don't know if my fear made me see something, which also makes me kind of wonder, like, can you you know, obviously, can you think that you're seeing things that you're not? I don't know. So that was the other one that was terrifying. And I can still vividly see the woman that I thought I saw. That is one of the
2: concepts. Is it's to make manifest. It's 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 the tulpa concept. The idea of that if you believe in strong in something strong enough, you actually physically produce it.
0: You're manifesting it, yeah. So maybe that cheese. Then I've got to stop <laughs> watching these shows because I don't ever want to do that again. Are
1: you, you know? thinking of Haunted Lives. What's that? Was that the show Haunted Lives?
0: Uh, maybe it was old, so it probably would have been like early '90s. And it wasn't a a series, it was like a a special.
1: Or maybe it was The Unexplained.
0: Could be.
1: I remember (laughs) watching that rubbish too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, didn't you love it? It was so great. It was so
1: bad, I just loved watching it. I have a little brother that was terrified of it, he'd run away while I
2: was watching it. I grew up watching In Search Of. That was my uh, go-to. Yep. Mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. In Search of. It was like every Saturday morning. It was we had it on our, our local VHF channel, which back then was Channel Twenty, and uh, it's on Fox sixty-one here, I think. Yeah, it, it aired everywhere for the most part. It was like, but at the time, there was nothing else on TV like that. Like In Search yep. of was the only show that was was out there, and the closest other than that you got was like Twilight Zone or something like that. That's so- awesome.
0: Yeah. And then I feel like after that time, then a little while later, Unsolved Mysteries, and then, like, nope. everything nope. kind of started to build from there. But for a while, like, you couldn't get your hands on the stuff. I feel like it was, like, just going to the library and checking out, like, the ten books over and over again. That yeah. Were all this, that yeah, I've been there. Stuff.
2: That's what it felt like. Yeah, I've yeah. been there. I've been there. And everybody looking at you, like, why are you checking this book out? I, I've, I checked out Hans Holzer's Ghost Hunter uh, so many times from the library so many times I don't even yeah. can't remember then there was this book called Mysteries of the Unexplained that was really oh my cool gosh, too stop
0: I have that here right now that was my favorite book. book I have it yeah. I
2: love
0: a that book. still
2: got it I remember there like was a, a story in there about a some like 2000 pound metal ball that went missing or something like that from a crane yes. or something yeah, yeah. I, I've been looking for that book for years.
0: <laughs> no, that's the thing. It sticks with you. Or like the twin men that were both riding motorcycles and got shot in the same place yeah. the same yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like that. And it's like, what? Yeah. There's stuff like that. And you just kind of, I don't know, sticks with you.
2: The high strangeness. I, I find the high strangeness and stuff far more interesting than the ghost experiences. Because we know. We, myself and Lobo, know a few people that are in the industry and are actually know a few okay. ghost hunting groups. We're we're friends with a guy who has one over in uh, Ireland, and uh, mm-hmm. he's a really nice guy, but he always laughs at us because he's like, yeah, you guys in America, you have buildings that might be 100 years old. He says, over here, we've got castles that are like and 600 years old. I had to shoot them down because <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not in the Midwest.
1: I'm in New England. My town is over 300 years old.
0: So, I know. They still have about 2,000 or so years.
1: <laughs> yeah, they do. True. But, you know.
0: Oh, my gosh. And such horrible things happen in those castles. Yeah, it would well, be he... impossible for them not to be haunted.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of beheading going on here, and there's nobody yeah. named Nearly Headless Nick wandering
2: around in trades here. <laughs> what was the guy that hosted Unsolved Mysteries? What was his name? Oh. Oh
0: um Robert Stack no, Robert was no. I think it
2: was, yeah, Robert. it was Robert Stack yeah well Lobo you, you I know, still remember the music John Tenney um was used to be an advisor on that show. And yep. Tenny's told me many times about how how hammered Robert Stack would be behind oh, the scenes. Oh, he was scenes. always
0: drunk. He was <laughs> that way, really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he was lit yeah. all the time. Yeah, he was lit all the time. They filmed an episode not too far from here, from where I live. They filmed one uh, of a bar. It was a time I believe it was called Jocks and Jills, where an individual uh, came up missing from there. And then there was another episode they filmed uh, not too far away from here, though, about a UFO sighting of some kind or another. And I guess, like, the only time he could say his lines properly was when he was on camera. But he was always kind of like, blah, 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 you know, because that, that was... It,
1: uh, I can hear that music
2: <laughs> in my head right
1: now.
0: I know, me too. I feel like I'm going to fall asleep with that playing in my head now.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> We've been talking
0: about it.
2: And then came the day that Ghost Hunters came to the sci-fi channel and everything changed.
0: Exactly. and then And I just so vividly remember when it started and being so... Geeked about it, just so excited.
2: Well, in the beginning, it was different. It was different in the beginning from when, than yeah. when it ended, though. In the beginning, it was more. They didn't find a lot of stuff, which is how ghost hunting actually is. I've I've done mm-hmm. a few. I've done more than a few. And what they don't show you is ninety five percent of the time that you don't get anything after hours and hours of being there, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And that originally was what they were doing, and then they started adding more like drama to the show, and then they moved away from it, and they started moving back. But it, it's. Ugh. Again, since we know people that are on the inside, a lot of that stuff is clever editing and clever, you know. Yeah. You know it's kind
1: of a kick in the teeth, too, because you watch something, and you're like, okay, these guys seem reputable. And then we have someone on the show, after we record with them, and
2: they're like, yeah, you know, it's all bullshit, right? And you're like, oh, wait, what?
0: I know. I know.
2: Um, well, I think a lot of it's gone away, though. I think I'm not, You don't see as much of it anymore. I think it's kind of no. lived its time the most yeah, part, it was saturated the, the market was saturated well they're so cheap Shows. to do you know all you really need is uh, yeah, yeah you need your couple camera crew cheesy and,
1: microphones and yeah well.
2: and after a while everybody wanted to do it so you had everybody that was forming go there was a group up here a couple of them actually that were th- their their sole purpose was to get to get uh to get a ghost hunting group together just to be able to you know they would film themselves and try to get it on some kind of reality television uh, network and for a while, like even the Travel Channel had a couple of shows. Sci fi was all ghost hunting all the time and wrestling for a period of time. <laughs> to this day yeah, I still I don't understand know. the wrestling, so Oh, come on. <sighs> <laughs> And were ECW and Sci-Fi Channel for real, seriously. But wow, they were so cheap to make. All you really needed to do was you get your camera crew, then you get the other guys to go out and kind of do their, you know, their dog and pony show, and then you videotape them and you edit it together. You didn't have to worry about actor contracts or that. No real, no real scripts. It was more like you go here, you do this. Okay, let's go do that. You know, okay. that was. That's it. Pretty much what all of them were. Actually, we have a listener to our show that is part of TAPS. His name's Mark. I don't. I don't go too further, but he lives locally. And oh. He's yeah, and he's he's the problem. That I was talking to him down at the Mothman Festival that I went to this year. And he may or may not one of the people that I was got over served with poolside at night. But uh, <laughs> we were talking, and he's like, "Yeah, we're part of TAPS, so we'll get a lot of people that call us up, and they'll want us to come into their house with a camera crew and stuff like that." Now, oh, and yeah. then when we get there, we're like, "We're not, we're not the guys that are on the Sci Fi Channel. We come in and check everything out and all that. We'll take care of you if you've got a problem and stuff. But we're not going to bring a camera crew into your house and." You know, and a lot of people will get pissed off because they don't show up with the camera crew, or when they have their initial interview, they find out no, we're not going to have a camera crew in your house. And he says, actually, it, it's it gets frustrating a lot of times because they'll actually think they're going on something that's legit, and sometimes it will be legit, but then when they find out that there's no camera crew coming into their house or something like that, I've also been told that about bars and stuff. There was a couple of uh, there was a there was a group that got out of it because they 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 were like they would go to these bars and these restaurants. And a mm-hmm. lot of people would say yes. I, you know, I think this place is haunted, and they wanted to get their place investigated, so they can put it down to, as a draw to get people to come into the bar. You know, let's go have a drink at the old haunted bar, or let's go wait at the old haunted restaurant, or something along those lines.
0: And it—that's great. <laughs> that is great promotion. It <laughs>
2: is great promotion. But if your place but isn't now, haunted and you're just wanting people to come yeah. in there to investigate it, so you can say, oh yeah, we had such and such here. You know, investigating the place and. Like we've got a place not too far from us. It's uh they got fantastic barbecue ribs, but it's this old train station. They've converted it over to, to a restaurant. I believe it's called the Boneyard or Boneheads. Boneheads Barbecue, and that place is pro- reportedly haunted. And they actually do have a picture. There's a little girl that haunts. There's three or four different ghosts that are in the place, and one of them is there's a little girl ghost that haunts the bathroom, which in itself is fairly creepy because um, <laughs> the last yeah, thing I want to be like, taking a leak and look over and there's a little girl there
0: it's never really a little girl ghost
2: no talk about stage fright and then uh, there was another time we also got the Henry Ford up here and the Henry Ford museum oh yes I've been yeah well they've got the car in there they've got the car that President that John F. Kennedy was assassinated in and that Ronald Reagan was shot on And the windows of that car are completely smoked now, and they don't know what causes it. The smoke on the inside comes and goes. This isn't really a paranormal thing. They don't know what causes it. Sometimes the windows will smoke for a while, then they'll fade out, and they'll be transparent again. Um, But it's just really strange how it comes and goes. But there's been a lot of people, plus we've also got the Greenfield Village right next to it, and there's been a lot of purported hauntings in that area there. Um, That's interesting. I know people that work there and they're they're kind of like their official stances that they don't talk about anything being haunted, but then it turns into, so what did you see?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: But It
0: goes back to that whole thing where people are like, oh, that stuff. But there was this one time, you know, it seems that everyone seems to have a story. And the one thing I don't like about, um, the ghost hunting shows is that it kind of takes some of that fun out of it it kind of sucks some of the fun out of it like if we're gonna research all this supposedly scientifically or whatever um it's the thing i like about it is the scare. i love the lead up like i love when they're interviewing the people and hearing the stories and like hearing what happened and deciding where they're going to set up the cameras but then once they turn the lights out it's like meh you know, you feel like nothing's gonna happen, and it's more yeah. the story. I think it's that I just like the story of it all. It gives me the—that's what gives me the creeps.
2: Have you done much historical research yourself on haunted locations or anything like that? No,
0: I have not. Mm-mm. No, <sighs> I do some research on. Um, I mean, besides reading everything I can get my hands on, um, you know, before just as many like. Creepy books, you know, all you know, haunted places in New England, haunted places in here, all the kind of things. Like, I feel like I've read all those my whole life. Um, But other than that, you know, for the blog, I do research areas and towns. I can make it more authentic. But in terms of like in-depth historical research, no.
2: So, how much of how much of your ghost stories that you put out there have you done research on to put background and flavor into those stories?
0: Um. You know each one, I think uh, I I guess what I would say is for my stories, the stuff that I'm researching really is um, areas in the town, layouts, uh, history of places like ponds, lakes, um, where i'm I'm having a setting. So I like to do a little lead in for where it's going to be set, um, the certain neighborhood that it's in that kind of information. I'm not mostly I write about, uh, personal like homes, um, residences. I haven't really written anything about, um, any stores or buildings like town hall or anything like that. But I have written about a couple trails in town that are around. We have a ton of walking trails and little ponds and lakes in this town. And we have Wellesley college here that has a huge walking trail around it. It's super, um, It just feels pretty remote and kind of creepy. And I used to run around it a lot and thought this is a good place for um, just to have some sort of story. And what I ended up doing was having um, in the story I walk around the lake with someone who tells me their ghost story. But I just felt like it was such a good setting for that. I mean, it's, it's New England. I feel like you can, same thing, like everything looks a little little spooky. You have
2: you it. ever considered you actually <laughs> taking people where? that have talked to you and actually like, you know, talk, asking people out there, send me your stories, like really doing it and t- retelling their stories in a different way?
0: Um, you <clears know> what <throat> I thought about is actually um, instead of writing their stories, I thought about doing a podcast for that, um, where I have them tell me their stories and I ask them about it. Because I feel like um, the best thing is hearing it from that person and hearing all the little details Uh and dragging it out of them and kind of your reaction to that story. I think that's the best part. So I have thought about that. I just started a um, kind of a spin-off from Ghosts and the Birds, and it's called Out of the Swells because everyone calls Wellesley the Swells here. Um, And so I wanted to write stories, ghost stories that happen out of this town so that one's going to be on Podbean. Um,
2: but, if you put that call out there, be ready for what you get. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. You're going to get inundated <laughs> with calls.
0: I know. And what I, I thought. Hell, what I'll i come on is I'm kind <laughs> of, like, holding off because I was going to ask you both what your ghost stories are. And I've been kind of holding back, but um, I was talking to my husband about how, like, when you're a librarian, you're a you are a captive audience, people will just, like, talk to you Mm -hmm. ever like you have no place to go you're just behind that desk you gotta listen and I love that like I love it I just I like customer service I like that kind of stuff I like quirky people so I always joke with my husband that if someone's like that he's like okay thank you walks away but I feel like tell me more (laughs) like come sit down next to me and have a coffee so I think I would like it I think I would get some kind of fun creepy stuff
2: well, I'll tell you that the stuff you're going to get is a lot stranger than what you write. The, the truth oh, of yeah. this is so much, so much weirder. Not necessarily creepy, but there is so much weirdness to a lot of this stuff. Yeah. That it's be careful what you wish for. I mean, I'm not trying to say I that am. to creep you out. It's not. It's it's just it's going it, to it might like when we first started this, Me, myself and Lobo.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. You know, it was it was much different for us back then, I think, in the beginning. We just recently had a conversation about how, over the years, how our viewpoints have changed and stuff. And yeah. you're going to run into a lot of things where you'll get a story where it's something like a poltergeist, and then they'll be like, and then a Bigfoot walked through the backyard holding a can yeah. of Dr. Pepper. And you'll laugh, and you'll go, yes. no, you're laughing, but I'm serious. You know, <laughs> or it really
0: happens. Yeah. You know,
2: things like that. You're going to get a lot of strangeness like that. So when you put that call out there, be aware that you're going to, you might get just more than ghost stories. Like Lobo, he's, I, you know, he, he, he could tell it, he'll, he'll come on you and tell the show himself, but he's got a story of a talking toucan and no, it did not try to get him to eat Fruit Loops. <laughs> nope. So, you know, it's just, oh there's, you know, I'll gladly come on my show and tell your stories. I've told them numerous times. Um. <laughs> But uh Yeah, absolutely. Both of us can come. I mean, we
0: Okay, well then you I've had some nice
2: whacked out stuff happen. happen.
0: my first show. Don't tell it now. Oh We're no, we've say- already
2: told them a million times yeah, and <laughs> no one wants to hear about <laughs> <laughs> I'll say if
0: you've hear heard them before.
2: <laughs> I see uh, our stories are our stories are very like we don't have just a ghost story or just a UFO yeah. story or just this. We've got stories all all across the board of different strange stuff that's happened to us. Yeah. The only thing I have never seen that I Just, can
1: honestly say that I have never seen or believed I have never seen is a Bigfoot. I've seen weird shit in the ocean. I've seen weird shit yes. in in lakes and streams. I've seen stuff uh-huh. in the woods. I've seen stuff in the sky. I've never seen a Bigfoot.
0: Well, thank God. I want <laughs> one. Oh, that's the problem. I want <laughs> one. Good Lord. Oh God. You sound really I,
2: terrified of this stuff. That's odd
0: for a I, person oh, who writes this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I think it is, is that I think that some people are truly closed and I think I'm one of those people. I think I'm just like, I'm not going to see it. I feel like I'm more of a, um, like I feel like I can tell it and I can enjoy it and I can, um, handle, I have a much higher level of, um, like this stuff creeps me out, but I love it. Like I have a much higher level of fear I can handle more I think than a lot of people but <laughs> most of the average um at, at least for most of the people I've talked to I don't know I can kind of stick and stick at it for scary stuff but have if you been I ghost hunting before experience it it's different and I don't experience it I think that I'm closed
2: you're what I call colorblind yeah, I, I've got a term for people like you. It's colorblind. And it's, it's not that yeah. you can't see color. Yeah. It's just that people, when they can't see colors, they can't see colors. And yeah, I, I have a theory they- that some people just can't experience this stuff. And I know some people that are in the skeptical community that I, I have a friend, and I was talking to her about it once, and she's like, I want this to happen to me. I want to see these things. And I'm like, maybe you can't. You're just not invited to the party, you know? Yeah, and she, and yeah, it yeah. really bummed them out when I said that. <laughs> but
0: And I think that that, I think that, People like that, like me, like I think we have a different role in it. I think it's to not be skeptical. Like I don't like that like term. I feel like, you know, I feel like that's like a big term that came out with all the ghost hunting shows. And it's like you want to have it happen, but you know, or you don't believe it, or those people that just like try to disprove everything. It's like, well, just have fun with it. I mean, what's the big deal if somebody believes that Bigfoot was drinking a Dr. Pepper in their backyard? Like, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's amazing. I don't want to see it, but I think that's great. Somebody else did. You know? I was going to
2: say, what 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 would you do if you actually did have some kind of an experience to, to a different level? You know, I'll, would would it would it freak you out to the point where you walked away from all this? Because I'll I'll tell you when you, I've often heard it said, and and I've experienced it myself, both Lobo and I have, is when you look into this stuff, it has a tendency to want to look back sometimes.
0: I know, you start to
2: open up. It starts to poke back at you, you know, and, and that's, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: You know, before you know it, you'll have garden gnomes running around your bed with flame sticks or something in the middle of the night, <laughs> and you're going to be like, what the hell, you know? So, <laughs> and then it sucks that because. not
0: what you saw. <laughs> is that your story? I hope not.
2: That would be no, amazing. No, no. <laughs>
0: that would <be> so amazing. <laughs> like, oh, what did Road do, you oh, do on Friday night?
1: Garden gnomes with flame sticks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I know.
0: I think, um,. I think now that I'm older, I think I could handle it more, but you know I love my 911. <laughs> like all 911.
2: 911 is your emergency. I have <laughs> garden gnomes running around my bed with flaming <laughs> sticks. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am, did you say that you had mind. garden gnomes running around your bed with flaming sticks? Yes, yes, that's, that's exactly what I said. Could you please <laughs> send somebody immediately, right now?
0: <laughs> and if they want to send someone from the mental health you know, profession to drag me away, that I would probably be happy.
2: Have you ever heard the the, uh, the 911 phone call that the gentleman placed when he had a Bigfoot in his yard and he was looking out the window at the that. Bigfoot? Yes, oh.
0: yes. looking at me.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's big. Can you send somebody out here? I don't know. I don't yes. know. It's, this guy's big. What's he doing? He's, he's looking, looking at, at me. me.
0: <laughs> I will say, like, that is one call. That is one of the Bigfoot stories that I, like, The not stories. I mean, that was that call. That felt so real to me. The one that
2: I heard, I felt like he felt like he was really saying what he was. He seeing. saw something. Yeah, I
0: think it was yeah. genuine. Whatever he saw, he
2: believed it. I think it was genuine that he was that he was seeing something. Um, mm-hmm. Now, as to what it was, see, that's my attitude a lot about about a lot of this. It's it's hard to say because yeah, there's so much of it out there that's crap. You know, there's so much that we hear that's crap, and there's a yeah. saying oh, that a lot scarty. of dirty yeah. <laughs> the saying that a lot of skeptics will use is, "I don't believe that you saw something, but I believe that you think you saw something." And yeah. unfortunately, I find myself using that all the time, and I hate saying that because that's like the default. You're full of shit, but this is my get out of jail free card, you know, because you really can't argue against it for the most part, you know. Um, I know. And to an extent, it's true. Like when I when I saw the things that I saw, I I was pretty sure yeah. I was seeing something, you know. So. Um, it's one of those type of deals, but it's also a situation where frequently you may end up seeing, actually seeing something and you just wish that you didn't, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't want to have any more experiences myself because i it's just, it draws me out of, it draws me out of a life that I'm not, I don't want to step out of. I don't want to go, I don't want to deal with something else outside of what I'm dealing with right now because life itself is hard to deal with most times. That yeah. adds high strangeness on top of it. It's kind of like, yeah, because I've had many people like, I want to have an experience like this. I want to have an experience like this. And mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, you don't, because then you start questioning a lot of things. And it's a slippery slope to go down. It's a rabbit hole you can fall into very easily, you know, and like if you see a UFO, yeah. it's not hard to fall into that rabbit hole. Like if you don't if you see a UFO, if you genuinely have fly, something fly over your car and you see a UFO and you don't know any better it's very easy to fall into the trap of the greys and the reptilians are at war with one another and the government's hiding secrets from us and there's a guy Wait, that that being...
1: easy to fall into <laughs> i don't know man that's a it makes my head hurt like yeah hard. but me and you are
2: different because we've been exposed mm-hmm. to this for so long and we've you know we've been involved in this but if you take an average yeah. person who just gets up goes to work takes care of their wife and kids and lives a regular life yeah. and then they Dude, have the girl some girl kind of... at work the girl at work was spitting out some random
1: stuff like Straight like up what? conspiracy stuff, like. Oh, she, God. Uh, she, mind you, she's 16. She's my boss's daughter, and her <laughs> other little 16-year-old friend works there too. You know, part-time job. But the stuff they were talking about, I'm like, I'm like, dude, no, none of this is real. None of this is real at all. Yeah, but you like, can't. Oh her.
2: no, I saw it on the internet. I'm like, okay, I'm not. Yeah, talking it's, to yeah, you. It's the Alex Jones I mentality. Saw it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that- thing though. there's so much of it out there there's so oh. much um i was on a show a couple of weeks ago and even though it was a joke we're we're fairly certain it was a joke article but there was an article that we read on a different show and i was on there's a show called where did the road go and one of the topics they brought up is some group put out there and I'm, I'm, I'm we're fairly positive it's a fake news story that they believe that people that were inhabited by ghosts were actually being inhabited by uh Ghosts of homosexuals or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was like what? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's people that were guess what it was, people that were gay were being were being possessed by ghosts. That's demons. what it was. Yeah, it was either they were being possessed by demons or they were being possessed by ghosts of the same sex or something or oh, female boy. ghosts. So if, if you were gay for men, then you were being oh. possessed by the ghost of a female, and oh, vice versa.
0: Word. Oh, I know. I feel like. Yeah, where do you go with
2: that? We're fairly certain it was a fake news story. And that's
0: exactly it. You start like looking into this stuff, and it gets crazy. But there are you talk into like talk about some of those conspiracy theories. Like some of them, you're like, huh? (laughs) Fluoride (laughs) toothpaste. You know, it's like maybe that's why I can't think straight. It couldn't possibly be that I'm exhausted and I drink too much well you mine know, is- like i shouldn't be at the fluoride it's a conspiracy you know? oh,
2: why because it makes people dumber well people are already pretty dumb now yeah that's because they use fluoride in their toothpaste do you have fluoride in your toothpaste yeah well that explains it i guess oh, it
1: goes around yeah right around. <laughs> a great big yeah. circle
0: yeah what came
2: first the that's definitely the chicken
0: <laughs> so dumb people so your next oh.
2: plan is for the most part to put it out there that you actually are looking for high strangeness stories and stories of the paranormal. And you're actually going to try to interview people yeah. and give a go at doing that.
0: Oh Lord. Say Godspeed. Cause I don't know. Godspeed. <laughs> if I talk to you in a year, I might be a little different. <laughs> I'm not sure. I might have a different outlook, but uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's where this is going. You know, it's um, I want to keep writing the stories. They take a lot of, time to come up with, um, just coming up with the characters and the events that are going to happen. And I have started exploring things. Like I have one story that is about aliens. Um, one thing that really frightens me is, you know, true. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. So, you know, any the things we do to each other are so much worse than any paranormal thing that you could come up with. So I try to. I've incorporated that in a couple of my um, podcasts and a couple of my stories. And one of them, my sister had to stop listening because she said it just was so dark that she couldn't keep going after that. So I think that's kind of a hit. You know, that's that sounds
2: like a winner. If you yeah, have people turn your show off because they're terrified, that's a win. That's what I tell Mike all the time about Sword and Scale. I can't listen to uh, oh, listen show Oh, I to every single episode. Oh,
0: gee, I, I don't know. You can get dark. You can go down a oh, dark hole oh, with
1: that. I listen to every right? single episode. I've don't. i dare, I've
2: listened to his episodes multiple times. Have you ever and listened to a show called Sword and Scale? Mm-hmm. You've listened to Sword and Scale. Oh
0: yes, yes.
2: Yeah, we yeah. know Mike. We know Mike real well.
0: good. <laughs> oh no way! I was yeah. gonna. Yes, I was going to say you can go real dark with that. Like you can oh, really. Yeah,
2: yeah we oh, know Mike. We we've known Mike. We've, we've known Mike, Mike since three. day one. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic, and that's why it's a total hit. Like that's a score. Like it's it work. It's good. Like you want to hear these stories. You're drawn to them. I think. Um, it's kind of about that stuff about how people like us, since we were younger, you were like scrambling to get the library, book, scrambling to get, and now it's everywhere. You know, you don't have to just read the Reader's Digest, you know, um, Mysteries of the Unexplained. You can just pop online, go anywhere. It's See, everywhere. That's kind
2: of, that's what's, that's one of the things that's, I don't want to call it weird, but when I was younger, I couldn't tell anybody that I was into this stuff. Nobody, no. nobody uh-huh. knew yeah, that nobody I was in
1: into... You were a nerd.
2: People just looked at you like you were strange. And if I'd have told somebody, well, I had this kind of experience, like for a long, long time, I didn't tell anybody anything. There's still members of my family that I don't talk to about this stuff. And, uh, you know, for the longest time, though, you couldn't tell anybody. You know, that's one of the reasons, like, the chick at the library used to look at me strange because I would come in and just devour as much of this information as I can get my hand on. And then, you know, the time, life, books, and all that stuff. But,. You know, it was just like you could, if you told people you were into this stuff, they thought you were nuts. And then uh, yeah. I remember for a while that the white noise was the first real big prominent theory that if you recorded uh, television static, you oh. would hear voices and stuff in it. Uh, and then see, uh, you know, oh, when I was a kid, this is this is messed up. When I was a
1: kid, my grandfather, Van my mother's father, passed away. And when he died, they were dirt poor. So there wasn't really anything for us kids to get. But I was given his radio, and it had a tape player in it. And I I used to record the Headbangers Mix every night. Uh, <laughs> and one particular night, I set the record to be listening to the Headbangers Mix, so that when I got done with all the stuff I was supposed to be doing, I could come back and I could listen to it once I had recorded it. Now I walked away. Nobody went in my room. Nobody went. My brother didn't go in my room. My parents didn't go in my room, and that radio went up and down the scales the entire time it was recording and it was one of the old you had to turn the knob in order for it to go down the bands yes. and go back up the bands yes. and it kept stopping and it would pick words out as oh don't tell stopping. me you had a frank's box no it wasn't a frank's box dude not even close <laughs> this was,
0: it was like messed up frank's box. this is the original
1: it was so weird because i went back and i'm like dude, the first thing i thought was because I'd had weird stuff happen my entire life. And I was probably about 12 years old at this point. And I was like, great, another tape ruined because someone touched my stuff. I wasn't even like, ooh, this is freaky. I was like, another tape ruined. But it was it it, it happened. And in my parents' house, they didn't believe in any of that stuff. It was all demons and all this stuff. So immediately my father took the tape. And oh, no. he put it in his room, and then I got it back, and I kicked around in my car after I moved out and everything else. I had it for years and years, and then it just disappeared from my car. I don't oh. know where it is now. Oh. Oh. I wish I still had it. I
0: thought you were going to say you popped it in the tape deck and
1: <laughs> No, it's gone forever. I don't know where it is. It, it aggravates me because I would just love to be able to <laughs> listen to it again and look at it from a different view now, yeah. being a, you know being older and having –
2: even stranger things happen in my life. <laughs> well, it's like that cassette that I had of, uh, when I caught the EVP all those years ago, Yeah, when I was, at, I don't know where it's at now. Cause that happened when I was, when I was a teenager, I have no idea where that cassette is. It's, it's probably sitting in a landfill somewhere, but all I got was it's time for you to get a watch, you know? And uh, really, yeah, I've, I've me kind of, I we we've seen all kinds of stuff. Like a lot of it's yeah. we're real blase about it because we've, we've just, you know, we've been into this stuff for so long. But um long story short, me and a buddy of mine were at a cemetery. I probably told this story on the show too. We were at a cemetery and it was getting close to dark and I asked my buddy, what time is it? And we had a micro cassette recorder going, and I only recorded on one side of the tape. I never recorded on both sides, and I always used brand new tapes. And later on we went back and listened to it. Uh, what was strange, it wasn't what it didn't freak me out that I got an EVP. I was completely fine with that. What freaked me out was the way that it went down was Before I ask my buddy what time it is on the cassette you very clearly hear somebody say it's time for you to get a watch and then you hear me ask my buddy what time is it and my buddy says what time it was and... My buddy was like, oh, my God, we got a voice on the tape. And I'm like, that's not the thing that's weird about it. How come he's answering the question before I ask it?
0: Yeah, what is that?
2: And that that's was really that was all that we got opinion. on the tape. That was completely all there was to it. And over the years, people were like, well, I need to hear this. Can I hear it? And I'm like, no, it's gone. And everyone's like, oh, of course it's gone. Well, I, I recorded it when I was, like, 17 years old, you know. <laughs> but what No, blew that the is away
0: scary is, for something. It's one thing if you get a response. But to have someone, like, preempt, like, just. Uh, that's
2: creepy well it wasn't there was two things that were I found astounding about it number one it was the the fact that it answered the question before I asked it and number two it was humor it wasn't like I'm going to kill you I want your soul it wasn't that it was just somebody being a smartass from I I guess the other side you know and it's like or actually answering a question that was valid to them and not being a smartass well it was said sarcastically because those are the two things that stuck out the most to me I'm like there's no great knowledge or anything here it's just some guy being yeah, there's an, no great knowledge some guy being Maybe an that's asshole all from the other they side. have
1: though <laughs> you know, we're seeking this you know. great, this great know, amount of information like, and they're still hanging out at whatever the equivalent of mcdonald's is or whatever yeah. they don't have anything special to, to share it's kind of like you know
2: what i mean the great knowledge could have
0: been like it's time for world peace you know, now that oh, it's time to get a new
2: watch. The message I got was, it's time to get a watch. But my buddy was really freaked out, but I was like, yeah, yeah, it's great. We got a voice in the tape, but why is it answering the question beforehand and why well, is it being an I, asshole? I, <laughs> <laughs> well, they say you give
1: what you
2: give. So. I guess so. I guess so. But when I was doing this, I, well, I'm 44 now, and this, I, I think I was 18 at the time, 18 or 19. And again, this was back when nobody was doing this, you know, I was, I was, there were were people doing it, but it was few and far between. And you would find about it on, you know, on BBS boards and stuff like that on the internet or, you know, dare
0: not let anybody know you're doing it in real life. Yeah. You'd kind
2: of hear, you know, you'd hear rumors of people and you'd kind of meet up in groups in secret and stuff like that. And, People kind of traded off here and there what they could. And there was like underground zines for this kind of stuff, you know, for the Mm -hmm. most part. But that was really it. It wasn't anywhere near what it is now. So, you know, if you told anybody that you were into this stuff, people just laughed at you. They just thought you were an idiot. Now it's kind of, it's not, it's more accepted. You know, it's, everybody knows somebody who's into ghost hunting or is some way involved in paranormal or knows somebody who has had experiences. Um for a while, I was sitting in with a group in Ann Arbor that was meeting there—a group of UFO contactees—and they're very private, very private, sheltered people. They didn't talk very much, and it took me a while to actually get to hang out with them and stuff. I was like, "I'm not gonna laugh at you; I just want to hear what your stories are and what you have to say." And for them, it was a very serious, mutual support kind of thing, and they were really leery of me being there and, and th- you know talking when I was around and stuff because I. It was like, yeah, well, this is my experience with it. Well, that's nice. That's that's good. Go play in the kiddie pool. You know, that was kind of what their attitude was. And they stuck together for a little while, and then eventually they just kind of all went their separate ways, and I have no idea how to contact any of them at this point now. But, um, you know, it was. it's one of those things where people that have really legitimate hardcore experiences usually don't want to come out and talk about it, or they don't make any sense for them to come out and talk about it. It's not, my Uncle Bert told me where the money was hidden it's far, far stranger things, you know. So,
0: you and know, again, you know, sometimes. what's that? Yeah, maybe darker sometimes. Just like darker addiction to me feels dark, like that feels like bad news, you know. Yeah. Ghost seems so light <laughs> compared to that, <laughs> you know. That seems real, I don't know, terrifying. Okay, so. Yeah.
1: Whereas ghosts are like, okay, you can sit next to me. Alien is like, no, no, you need to be on the other side of the room over there by that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Now you're <laughs> crossing a line. <laughs> here's the line. Here's you. Far from the line. <laughs> exactly. So I ask you again, are you sure you want to go sticking your nose into this kind of stuff? Is this something that you really want to do? Cause
0: I do. I do. Well, what, what is... Um... Said, what's that?
2: Is, what? she, uh, is she on our... our, our uh,
1: Facebook page yet? No, no not, not yet.
0: on your Facebook page. You
1: need no, no. to get there and put that out on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: Lord, are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've got our Facebook page laughing, is great.
2: Like... No, we've got it. We've got a really good Facebook page. We've got a really good group yeah. of people. They're very yeah, supportive. Our pages are our family. Uh, yeah, our page is our family. We've got a lot of people that are on there just lurking that don't really participate much, but we've got we've got a good group of people that do participate. It's a lot of fun. There's no politics. There's no. It's a very open warming group. And if you were to put the call out there and say, hey, I'm looking for people that maybe have a story or whatever, contact me. You'll get some you'll get some hitbacks. You'll get some callbacks. All but right. also, you know, you also want to be careful where you do this. You you may or may not want to go on Reddit because you don't know what you're gonna get. No. No, and no, no. another thing is is um really filter through what you're getting to make sure, like talk to them a few times and get a feel for what you're talking with somebody and make sure they're not mentally ill and you know, yeah. before you actually you know, f- feel them out a little bit before you actually start doing this kind of stuff, you know. Um, and even locally, if you put stuff up, especially when you're part of the country, you know, if, if you put something out whoa, there locally. Whoa whoa, 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 What are you trying to say? New England's nuts? <laughs> no, New no, England's got a rich history for this kind of stuff is oh, what I'm right. trying to say. <laughs> you know, your part of the country is the oldest part of the country of inhabitants-wise. that Your part of the country was the car- part of the country that was inhabited first, outside of Native yeah. Americans, you know. Yeah. This and is my, where Puritans lived. Exactly. <laughs> and it shows.
0: <laughs> um, my hope in doing this is I do – I kind of want to act, like, speak to some people that are neighbors, the people that I know, friends of friends, that kind of idea because um, okay. in the past, like, less than a year when people have realized that I am doing this and they, like, either listen to the podcast or read part of the blog – they are telling me their stories, my friends and neighbors. So I do feel like I want this to be more of a, not these like crazy um, stories that happen to people that I wouldn't wish on anyone. Um, more of like some of the just more mundane and just interview people about their experience with it. So I don't I will try on your Facebook page, but your laugh made me think, like, I'm going to get way more than I bargained for.
1: Well, you're so. going you're, to you're get, get that anyways. You're going to get that anyways, but you're going to get stories <laughs> from very... Um, you won't believe the stories that people have. <sighs> and, like, not, like, not like off the wall or or, like, you know, mentally aberrant, but... Yeah. You will. You're gonna. You're gonna hear stories from people that you're like, "Oh wow, I never expected that out of them."
0: Yes, yes, I That's see what, what that
1: mean. laugh was. Stick around. You'll learn what the laugh.
2: There's other laughs you should be more worried about. <laughs> Trust me. <Yeah. laughs> well, Liz, we've had John here for about an hour. Um, what I'm gonna do is um, we're gonna let you go in a few minutes, but don't hang up when we let you go. Just stay on the line. Um, okay. This is where we give you a chance to promote your show. Uh, if people do want to contact you, how do they reach you? Where can you be found? Um, so go ahead and put anything you want out there right now.
0: Great. Thank you. I am at GhostsInTheBurbs at gmail.com if you'd like to contact me, perhaps for the ghost story. Um, and you can find my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, any place you find, find podcasts. And it's Ghosts in burbs. Um I did just start the new show called Out of the Swells and that will just be on Podbean and that's a premium member show that'll be a dollar an episode. Um and that will be ghost stories that are outside of Wellesley, Massachusetts. Uh, my blog is uh, Ghosts in the Verbs at Podbean. I'm Ghost no S and the Verbs on Twitter. Ghost in the Birds on Instagram, Facebook, and um, I would really love to hear from some people with their stories and check out the podcast. And if you like it, please rate and review. So thank you very much.
2: Thanks for coming on, Liz. We appreciate it. Thanks, thank Liz. You. It was a hoop. Want to get in contact with the show or listen to back episodes? It's easy. Go to www.projectarchivist.com. On the right side of the page, you'll find links to our archives, as well as links on how to get onto our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, it's 734-681-0459. Yes, we do listen to all of them. Or if you want to talk to Lobo directly, you can call 203-212-9975. Yes, that will in fact put you in touch with his cell phone. If he's available, he will take your call and talk to you. If you're just looking to send us an email, you can do that at projectarchivist at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for us on iTunes under the podcast section, or you can stream us right to your phone with the Stitcher Android app for free liz what a sweet girl she's yeah, so happy and perky and bubbly and see not everybody from da, 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 New England da, 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 is a
1: miserable da. sob like me uh, and tim
2: i want to say that <laughs> <laughs> i want to say that oh, no. uh, uh, let's leave that name out of this but um yeah she was really cool and then afterwards i'm like i'm gonna help you do this so i'm giving her all this information she's like you're so cool I have a feeling she's going to call us up to be on, to be on whatever she's doing next. Yeah, and I think fun. we're going to scare the hell out of her. <laughs> Probably. She seems like she scares so easy though. It's just like, why are you so afraid to go? I don't know. I don't. I don't get why people are afraid of. Go- I can see people being afraid of aliens and, and UFOs yeah. and stuff like that. Ghosts have never ever scared me. I've never. What I'm
1: afraid of. When that tax bill comes, if I'm going to have money. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of.
2: I've never, ever been afraid of a ghost, ghost situation. I mean, I might, if if something were to happen, I would probably jump and maybe screech or something like that, but I'm not afraid to go into a haunted location. I'm not afraid to deal with, you know, a quote unquote ghost or something like that. You know, that, that doesn't freak me out. Um, serial killers and that stuff really freaks me out, you know, (laughs) uh, you know, mm -hmm cuz really of all of my quote unquote ghost experiences nothing bad has ever came of them they've just been really strange but you know i don't know it's like but i've talked to people before like oh my god that's so freaky blah 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 and it's like well why you know like when i see these reports of uh, you know there's somebody recently posted something on our facebook page and it was like look at this video and tell me what this is because if this person thinks their house is haunted and if it's a ghost they want to move out immediately Dude, and i'm I, like
1: no i want to live there yeah, i want I'm to know like,
2: more information I'm like why is it doing anything to you is it hurting you no it's just it's mm-hmm. just showing up on your camera and making a noise here and there that's the big deal you know it's yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I, I, if anything, we would probably chase it away because we wouldn't leave it alone.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
2: Try to get some rest here. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um so anyways, yeah, go check her show out if you're into that kind of thing, if you're into spooky stories, if you're into storytelling, uh something along those lines, go give it a shot and when her new show gets up and running, um I we will be promoting it here. You know, I'll I'll definitely put a link up and let everybody know and hopefully she does join our Facebook page. You know, and she promotes what she's going to do in there. So moving along, I need to give Dell and his husband a shout out. They get gay couple of the year because they fed me. They sent gay me couple of the year.
1: <laughs> Dude, that's, you know, there's a lesson
2: to everybody. All you got to do is feed the
1: man and you get some kind of award. Well,
2: well, Dell and Cisco are, they're great. Anyway, awesome. you know, we've known them for a while now. They're, they're awesome. They're, they're, they contribute to our page. They're, they're great people they Del, they truly are Dell's a fun guy though he flirts with me constantly i'm like Dell, you're kind of wasting ammunition firing your cannons at me but okay whatever <laughs> 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 hey, no there's no eh about it but uh i put a post up on facebook i was having a conversation with somebody and uh you have just finished the conversation do you want to stop recording wait a minute what just happened hold on here that's weird our recorder just got bizarre on us anyways um so
1: okay,
2: you no, know, this message came up on my screen that I've never seen before. Hopefully, this records. So, anyways, yes, let's hope. I was having a conversation with somebody, and they were like, "Well, what do you want for Christmas?" I'm like, "Just give me a box of ramen noodles." And they're like, "That's not a gift." I'm like, "Yeah, it is. Give me a gift of ramen noodles. I love I love ramen noodles." And uh, myself and Chuck um, and his wife have a running joke going back and forth we'll mail, you know, from time to time we'll mail each other ramen noodles because Chuck is Asian. Uh, so, oh, Dell and his husband actually got me a box of these shin black ramen noodles that myself and Lisa, we love these things. They're really, really, really good. And not You can't find them everywhere. There's only one grocery store in my area that has them and they're very frequently out of them so Dell was like here i'll mail this to you for christmas and they're almost gone oh, it was a sweet. box of 12 of them which means my what yeah my, my salt levels probably through the roof it's the only time i ever eat salt because the flavoring and ramen noodles will kill you <laughs>
1: well there's that
2: there's that uh speaking of things that'll kill you i actually did make moonshine this last week which will probably nice. get me arrested now i didn't make very much of it at all and i probably you can't get
1: arrested for making moonshine they say you can they say only you can. if you make enough to distribute
2: I definitely did not make enough to. Well, distribute. then you're fine. I got maybe four small mason jars out of this stuff. Oh, um, just it don't is, go blind, man. I, I can't drink it. It is undrinkable. It is easily over. Dude,
1: no, uh, no, come on.
2: I'm sure you're it's,
1: not trying hard enough.
2: No, I can't. I, I, I literally can't drink it. I was on the, Jake so and you Tom cleaning. You could. I I could probably clean a carburetor with this stuff. I'm definitely sure I could run it in a carb with no problem. I'm sure it's over 150 proof. I made it, and then I dumped a bag of Brock's caramels in there to flavor it, and it just dissolved them, and like it gave it a caramely taste. The problem is the alcohol content is so high. If somebody could drink a shot glass of this stuff without throwing up, I would be amazed. And now that as like I've told her about it, now we it's like it back in the day. It's where Everybody's like, so you uh you made moonshine. How huh? you want to give me some? I'll buy it off of you. I'm like, no, I'm not selling it. You know, I don't I don't think I'm gonna make this again. I would do it again, but I'm definitely not gonna do it this high of alcohol content. I was just like, sure, let's just see if we can do it. And then I did it, and I'm like, whoa, I, I can't drink it. So <laughs> it's like, whoa. I was on Jake and Tom like that squirrel Rule the World last week, and we were talking about deaths that happened this year in the geek world, and we talked about hockey a little bit, Gordie Howe and stuff, and Carrie Fisher was the big one, and um i had i don't know a little bit with some hot cider uh just to try it out and as the show going on it's like hitting me and it's like <laughs> wait a minute this bus has no brakes this is not because i this don't like no brakes i don't like being drunk i don't <laughs> like the effect of being drunk like the alcohol that i make i drink it because i like the taste of it my beers and my wines and stuff are not very high alcohol because i'm not making stuff to get drunk so right. I thought, I'll be okay with this. I'm, I'm, fairly a, I'm a fairly robust, large gentleman. You know, I, really? This shouldn't be enough in here to do anything to me. And about <laughs> halfway through the show, it's really hitting me. So I'm trying to, if anybody listens to the last episode of Jake and Time Rule the World, if you listen really closely, you can hear me start to get drunk as I go on the show, and I'm really, really trying to hold my act together. So by the end of the episode, I'm like, guys, we really need to end the show because <laughs> I'm not myself right now, you know, and they were the next day they were like, we couldn't tell at all. And I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I had couldn't to concentrate. I had to concentrate on what I was saying. And, and when I get drunk, I'm a very well-behaved drunk, but I have a tendency to want to babble even more than I normally do. So when I'm on the podcast, I tend to babble a lot, intensify that by 10. And that's what you get when I'm lit and I'm fairly buzzed. And I'm trying really, really hard to keep my composure. And then afterwards, I'm like, I'm never going to drink this ever again. I think I I can go use this to start fires with, and that's about it. So anyways, yes, I made moonshine. And I don't know. I I don't think I'm ever going to do it again because it's just insane. Like the first so much of it you have to dump out because when you do it, the first so much of it is poison. It's pure acetone. So you're supposed to dump the first 60 milliliters out. Well, just to be sure. safe, I dumped the whole first mason jar worth of it out. And I only got about three, three and a half mason, small mason jars worth of the stuff out of it. So uh-huh. I actually threw away more than I needed to. And it's so strong. It's so strong. Like, <laughs> Cut it with water. I don't, I, I, I I, I don't want to dump it out because it's kind of like. Cut it with water. I don't want to drink it. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it. You oh, know? for God's sakes! Put some flavoring in it and cut it with water. I did flavor it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we sound like we sound like, we're gets- make, we're sound like we're people making cocaine. Cut it with this. Cut it with that.
1: <laughs> cut it with baby aspirin. <laughs> yeah.
2: No kidding. So anyway, that was my newest adventure in, in, in home brewing. Uh, for the Jesus most part, Christ. yeah, it was something. It was it was it was crazy. So uh, let's move on to one more thing. Uh, Uh-oh. We have a family member out there. She's part of the Facebook page. If you're part of our Facebook page and you pay attention to what's going on, you know who she is. Uh, Pam, we know you're out there and we know you're listening and we're thinking of you. Um, we know you've just gone through hell and possibly still are, you know, but we're here thinking about you and we love you and we just want you to know that and you mean the world to us. You you are family to us. And to like literally. The, literally, you know, <laughs> in some cases very much literally. Yes, Literally so um, there's not much more I'm going to say about that you just mean the Man. world to us and you mean the world to our family and we love you dearly and we're here for you um, Amen I think that's it uh, this month as I've stated earlier is going to be really busy with interviews and things like that next week's show
1: <laughs> going to be interesting
2: it's going to be interesting if you are an old school fan of very radio I've hinted to it on the page you're going to want to listen to the next show um, uh huh this has been something we've been wanting to pull off for a long, long time. And I'm going to say it then. I'm going to say it now. Big thank you to stars for helping us put this together. And yeah. a big thanks to Manny over at UFO Clearinghouse for lighting the spark to get the idea rolling and get it all happening. Um, and next week's show is going to be really interesting. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think it's going to fall through, but I still don't want to reveal who it's going to be. A lot of everybody that listens to the show is going to know who she is. <laughs> Some of them. Boy, Some I already gave them. something away there, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But well, even if you're not a fan or have never heard of E-Radio, your you're still going to want to listen in and listen to the guests that we've got coming on next week. We are so looking forward to it. Actually, yeah. every show this month that's going to happen this month, is I'm super excited for all of them. and I hope they all go through. Because everybody contacted me back, and it's all supposed to work out. This is unusual for us to be this booked this far ahead in advance. So yeah. I'm so geeked for what's coming up. But anyways, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> leave it be <laughs> we'll leave it at that <laughs> and here's to hoping that 2017 goes a hell of a lot better than 2016 this is Rogan, peace out from detroit it's
1: lobo from connecticut it's snowing here still
2: It's snowing here now you guys are supposed to get a lot aren't you
1: nah pfft, rubbish What's it started off at six to eight inches and then it went back to three to five and I don't know. See, Unless we get another four feet of snow like we did a few years back, I'm not impressed. Are you getting – is your snow coming
2: from the north or is it coming from my south. direction? From the south? Uh, yeah, the snow came up from – Oh, that's right because Alabama and Georgia we are all losing yeah, our minds right
1: now. Store. Yeah, they're, it's amazing. They're like – you know, I, I talked shit. Uh, there was a bunch of people – You know, I, you see these videos of cars down south spinning out and all this other garbage – and everybody, everybody up here is like, oh, well, they just don't know how to drive. Dude, 21 car pileup on 91, two towns over from me today. Yeah. 21 car
2: pileup. Well, yeah, that up. happened here a couple of weeks ago, one of our major freeways. Oh. We had a huge pileup and a lot of people died. But it was like-
1: I don't think anybody died. Not this time.
2: Yeah, we had people die up here because Ugh. it was black ice. It was just a real fine rain that froze when it hit the ground or a roll light That's snow so- and it froze up and it hit everything when it froze. Like one of my daughters just started driving this year. So every time it's snowing out, I you lose I, your mind. Yeah, I lose my mind. And her car <laughs> is not the greatest car because we bought her a junker car because it was uh. like your first car here. Take it and destroy it because I know you're going to. And now I now I go back to having buyer's remorse. So I'm like, gee, I kind of wish I'd bought her a little bit better of a car, but if she's going to destroy it. She's going to destroy it. So Oh, well, yeah, what are you going to you know. do? And it was like everybody down south, like, oh my God, we've got freezing rain coming. Like Erin down in Florida, Uh, she always complains about it being 45. It's
1: cold. Dude, like, they're like legitimately cold right now. Like, 21 degrees? No, 21 degrees. Me and you are in the 15s and the 90s. Well, yeah, but I mean, for them, that's legitimately cold for them. It's snowing in Texas. Yeah, well, look at that. Nobody believes in climate change, though. Yeah.
2: All right, we're out. Peace, folks. (laughs) Bye bye.
1: Well, no.